0: high top, 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com Captain, have you ever seen this gentleman before? No, sir.
1: You meant the general or myself? No, sir. Not personally.
0: You've worked a lot on your own, haven't you, Captain?
1: Yes, sir, I have.
0: Your report specifies
1: intelligence, counterintelligence with ComSec I-Corps. I'm not presently disposed to discuss those operations. Did you not work for the CIA and I-Corps? No, sir. Did you not assassinate a government tax collector, Quantry Province, June 18, 1968? Sir, I'm unaware of any such activity or operation, nor would I be disposed to discuss such an operation if it did in fact exist, sir.
2: If there is any evidence that anyone affiliated with the Trump campaign communicated with the Russian government in the course of this campaign,
3: what will you do?
2: Senator Franken, I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I uh, have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did have, not have communications with the Russians. And after that,
1: his uh, ideas, methods, became unsound. Now he's crossed
0: into Cambodia with this Montagnard army of his that worship the man like a god and follow every order however
1: ridiculous every man has got a breaking point you and i have very obviously he has gone insane yes sir very much so sir obviously insane
2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the groove of Time. Yeah, I have no recollection of any such activity. <laughs> I am Tony C, and as always, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our group is satin smooth and the chairman of my on-air oversight committee to say hello to the gentleman from Florida by way of Cuba and Montana. <laughs>
4: George? It was a long round trip. It, was, it was a long that was worth it.
2: I would imagine it was. Hey, it's worth it for me, man. Thank I can't you. do this shit without you, man. Of course, every group Don centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody listening live and downloading here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal mine? I'm doing great. We're getting our act together here slowly but surely. It's all going to be perfect. It's all going to wind up being perfect. Everything winds up being perfect. It always is. I uh, we had the extra week off. You know, my mom was in town uh, for a week, which of course was groovus Familius. That was absolutely fantastic. She's doing great. And stayed up in Del Rey at this really nice place right on the beach, and it's, you know I don't live on the beach. You know, I live on the other side of '95, so it's interesting. The weather is always different. It's always nicer over there. As a result of that, of course, uh, because we had a, an extra week gap in there, there's more than the usual lots stuff to get to today. Today, (laughs) including the man who came to the Oscars, the man who won't be coming to dinner, the men who still can't explain how they plan to replace what they seek to repeal. Also, my review of the most recent staging of a tragedy as old as democracy itself. This time it's entitled How Heidi and Joe Sold Their Souls. And uh, after rummaging through some of the uh, early Groovathon archives pits, I managed to cherry pick a few nuggets of wisdom from mine that I'm forced to admit were uh, all too often just a massive sinkhole of what, uh, full of self-righteous gobbledygook, is what I wrote down. That's that's <laughs> what I wrote down after after trying to listen to someone as a but I did manage to cherry pick some stuff and you know it's it just it all goes to prove what you told me a long time ago. You're going to get real sick and tired of people saying what you already said. Well. Eventually, yeah. eventually, I am going to get sick and tired of that, okay? But not, not yet. Not, not yet. And of course, all of that is going to fit snugly amongst the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. And I mean that, baby. It's just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood. Florida means it's just past 9 o'clock in the OV on the Big Island. Shout out to the 808 crew. and just past 7 o'clock at night. Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, Lisbon and the rest of Western Europe. Yo, Grand Sister Flash, let me ask you something, okay? Our president only managed to cajole five members of SCOTUS to show up for his pep rally. You think we got what it takes to get all eight to enter the chamber of groove? I think so. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Now, that is a motion sure to be passed without objection. Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Yeah! Donald Trump, perfect example, tanked his business twice, but he knows how to build a big, big wall. Great, build a big, big wall. I don't know if he knows. It's like he's to Put him in charge. Make him the czar of uh, of construction. We should make him the czar. I got a job for Donald Trump. He should be the czar of redoing our infrastructure. Put him in charge of that. I will tell you something. Strange as this sounds, that's not a half bad idea. When Wallman Rink. In New York, the Walmart Skating Rink needed to be redone. The city just couldn't get it to act together. And they made him an offer. They said, if you can come in at this price, okay, we'll give you a bonus. He not only came in, he came in early, did it great. I've been back there. I used to skate at Walmart Rink three times a week when I was a kid. It was, you know, a 10-minute walk from from where I lived when I was in high school. I used to go down there and skate all the time. And it was falling apart. Absolutely falling apart. Say what you will about that hairpiece of a douchebag. Every once in a while... He can get it done, okay? I'd love to see what would happen if we put him in charge of rebuilding our infrastructure. If we said, you know what? We're going to put you in charge of this massive amount of money. Now we need to rebuild all this stuff. Not new. Rebuild. Rebuild. Because that's not sexy. The new shit's sexy. Shit that already exists that we actually need. Not sexy. There's no sexiness there.
5: I'm about just fooling with the girlies, yes, and busting it out. I'm special at and you can tell by the style that I use. I'm creatively superior, yo. I never lose, I never lost cause I'm the boss. and never will, cause I'm still the champion. Cheap one, won't lose until I choose, which I won't, cause I don't retreat. I run you over like a truck and leave you dead in the street. You're inviting me a titan to a battle. Why? I don't need your respect, cause I got it, i Got it, man. <laughs> I'm talented, yes, I'm gifted. Never boosted, never shoplifted. I got the cash, but money ain't nothing. Make a million dollars every record that I cut, and my name is Specialette and I'm a super duper star. Every other month I get a brand new car. Got twenty, that's plenty, and I still want more. Kinda find a Honda scooter got seventy-four. I got the riches. To fulfill my needs, got land in the sand of the West Indies, even got a little island of my very own, I got a frog, a dog with a solid gold bone, an account to account the amount I spent, got a treaty with Tahiti cause I own a percent, got gear outwear for day. boutiques from France to the USA, and I make all the money from the rhymes I invent, so it really doesn't matter how much I spent because yo, I make fresh rhymes daily, you burn me, really? Just blink, and I've made a million rhymes. Just imagine if you blink a million times. Damn, I'd be paid. I got it made. I got it made. I got it made. I'm kind of spoiled, cause everything I want I got made, I wanted gear, got everything from cotton to suede, I wanted leg, I didn't beg, I just got laid, my hair was growing too long, so I got me a fader when my dishes got dirty, I got cascaded when the weather was hot, I got a spot in the shade, I'm wise because I rise to the top of my grade, wanted peace on earth, so to God I prayed, some kids across town thought I was afraid they couldn't harm me. I got the army brigade. I'm not a traitor. And what you got is greater. I'll trade, but maybe later. Cause my waiter made potato, the alligator souffle. I got it made. I got it made. I got it made.
0: Elvis invented the addiction to prescription medicine That's going on in this country Think about it End of his life, fat, bloated Addicted to thousands and thousands of different pills Really fucked up, right? That's what we're all turning into Big, fat, gassy, bloated fucking people Addicted to prescription drugs It's out of control Now listen, I'm just like you When I get sick, I want to take medicine You know what I take? NyQuil, for everything I don't care if it's a cold or a cough or cancer I take NyQuil I love NyQuil, I've been singing its praises for 20 fucking years You know why? You pop the shot glass off and drink it straight out of the bottle Medical moonshine, ladies and gentlemen Three minutes later you're fast to fucking sleep I had prostate cancer last night and now it's gone New cancer quill, I love it And I love the warning, the main warning on The side effect on the side of the bottle of uh, NyQuil May cause drowsiness That's not a side effect, that's a fucking promise, ladies and gentlemen That is a goddamn good product. It does exactly what it says it's going to do. Most of the people I know that take prescription drugs never even think about the side effects. They don't even read the little packaging on the side. They just want to take it and feel better. Well, tonight I'm going to point out some of the side effects. Cymbalta, treats, depression. Take a look at the side effects. (laughs) I love this one. Number one, hallucinations. Number two, suicidal thoughts and attempts. Isn't this why you're taking the drug in the first place? I'm so depressed. I'm so depressed. I need to take something that's going to make me feel better. Red, blistered, and peeling skin. Oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy. My skin is peeling off. You could light a cigarette off my ball sack, but I'm so happy. Vomit that looks like coffee grounds. Think about this. Vomit that looks like coffee grounds. Blah! Bob, you want a cup of coffee? Let me see if I can puke up some cream and sugar for you. Hang on. Viagra Yes, where all the guys go I don't know anything about this one I hope this is funny I don't know anything about this honey, holy shit Can't wait to see what Dennis has to say about this I've always wondered what this drug is about I'm going to find out now Now imagine you're a guy Taking it for the first time, you open up Here's the new symptom list in the order that they're listed Number one, headache, I don't care about that Temporary blindness Well, my wife's not that good looking anymore anyways Oh, that's probably a good thing. I don't mind being Ray Charles for a half an hour or so. Heart attack, ah, bullshit. Chest pain, who gives a fuck about that? Death, I got to Wait a minute, death? What? Wait, whoa, wait. What? 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 Death? Wait a minute. What the fuck? All right, let me go back. Temporary blindness. I'm over. Heart attack, chest. Death, I don't know about that. Loss of hearing, she does talk a fuck of a lot. I know that much. I don't know about this death thing. Hang on. Oh, wait a minute. Four hour erection. No, I'm in. I'm in. I don't care. I'll take the chance. sales have gone up 25% since death began to be listed as a side effect. Think what that says about the male libido. Well, I might die, but I would die with a four hour erection. Maybe I'll even beat myself to death with my own cock. That may be kind of fun. The most famous one of these side effects with Viagra and all these, these penis drugs They all say, call your doctor if you experience a four-hour erection. Does anybody know any fucking guy that called this doctor after experiencing a four-hour erection? Except to say, doc, hey, yeah, I got one. You can get more of this shit, right? Okay, I'll call you back. You call all your friends if you get a four-hour erection. Guys, bring a camera over. I got a five-hour erection going right now. And bring those horseshoes. I got an idea for a new game. Hurry up.
2: Simo, there. That's J D. Simo. Can't say her name. That's from uh, his release from last year. Uh, Let love show the way. He's actually got. Uh, I got a little note. You know, you sign up for those notices from various bands. He's going to be coming out with some new stuff uh, this year. He's one of my favorites. Before that, Roxy Music, "Love Is a Drug" from Siren came out in '75. I, you know you can't go wrong. Like I was saying to you, now that now that Bowie is no longer with us, right? Brian Ferry's now basically the smoothie coolie guy on the planet at this point. I was I was actually living in uh, Dublin, Ireland when that song like first became a hit, and so they were on top of the pops all the time. He wore a, an eye patch. Brian Ferry like wore this eye patch while he was there, and I don't know what the hell that was that was for. Before that, yeah, the lead into that Dennis Leary side effects from drugs. Hilarious stuff there. This got me to thinking about various drugs that have been advertised on TV. You know, whatever happened. There used to be a drug. I can't remember what it was called, but the the it was what it was trying to solve was RLS, restless leg syndrome. I,
4: I remember, remember that? that.
2: I can't stop my leg. I can't. Yeah. Well, that's the the, uh, the Robert Klein thing. Mm-hmm. I can't stop my leg. Mm-hmm. But that's here's it. the thing. You know, we don't hear about that anymore. Did they cure it?
4: I'm cured. I'm, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, rest. my my leg it rests now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> before that, special ed, I've got it made from Youngest in Charge, nineteen eighty nine, and before that, the sample that special ed got it from a band called Ripple. I don't know what it is, but it sure is funky, nineteen seventy three. Yeah, shout out to Roger Hits. That's a band straight out of Michigan. And before that, yeah, I dug into the archives back from June of June twenty third, two thousand fifteen, is when I was talking about. Trump being the czar of infrastructure. And I wrote down here, I said, here's another idea that was co-opted
4: mm-hmm. from
2: Obama. Didn't he, didn't he want to do that? And I said, right,
4: but that would have been commun- communism.
2: Right. Here's the thing. Unfortunately, we're probably going to wind up with the same crony-based clusterfuck as we would have with Obama because the current state of our republic – we we can't survive without it. So no matter who initiates the legislation, it's probably going to wind up being a uh, cash cow for the likes of Halliburton. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just no way to have put that much money in the kitty and say we need to build a whole bunch of shit here and not find a, and not have the people who are in control of what yeah. we need to rebuild it fleece us in some way, shape, or form. Can't happen without no it. no question. There's no question about that. As a that. matter of
4: fact, I think they should put Cuban contractors in charge of. Uh, I of think all
2: we, no, yeah. we should farm it out to <laughs> Mexicans.
4: <laughs> Even better. Even better. I was just talking about the corruption thing because then all of their families' construction companies.
2: Well, I was just saying do hey, it down we, here. Well, we've got 12 million illegals in here, and you, you're 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 tired. Hey, get them building mm. shit. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Kicking off the set, TM Stevens, Supernatural from Out of Control, Boom, also came out in '95. So we've yeah. been gone for – we were gone for three weeks, not two. Mm. So obviously, holy crap, there's a lot of stuff. The Academy Awards. Did you watch them by any chance? No. I no, I, I, I generally don't watch those award shows. But for some reason – I got rid of my regular
4: TV. I and, know. You're, so... you're, you're
2: doing the whole –
4: you know, you get. What I you watched want. some streams. I watched the CBS live. You know, and I got the CNN go and
2: right. I, and I get that the Academy Awards. Well, you could have watched the Academy Awards. I, I'm sure I could. I, I'm just. I,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm. divorcing myself from this. This reality. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it I'm, is.
4: We are living in a somewhat altered. Let me right. tell you something. You
2: want to know what kind of alternate universe we're living in now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know. Um, uh, what's the name from South Carolina? Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. is now the voice of reason.
4: Who'd have thunk it, I all right? Fuck back Knocked up, me over with a feather if you'd have He's now
2: the We are in an alternate universe. I,
4: I, I can't disagree with the thing he said. Well, I want Lately, it, you know, but on the issue here. Like,
2: yeah, on that – well, yeah, look, yeah, you know, Russia. not gate. completely I hate the that. Voice. I <laughs> hate that
4: everything's a gate, by the way. I officially hate that everything's something gate. Yeah, that's not going that, that away that anytime shit. soon. The Russian thing. Yeah, that's oh, not it. going away anytime yeah, no, soon.
2: I thought this is – I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job. On this one. It was, yeah, it was, it was absolutely hilarious. And, you know, I thought one of the sure signs of the times, the first thing I thought of at the end of it when they fucked up the best picture thing, they, they gave it to the wrong people. Originally, they gave it to, uh, what is it, La La Land? Mm. And it was supposed, and it actually was supposed to go to Moonlight. And the first thing I thought of was how funny the meme a thon this is going to create is going to be. Like, that's the sign oh, yeah. of the times. It's like, I, I immediately start thinking, what's the meme for this? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why when they when this whole thing about uh, Trump accusing people, you know, accusing Obama of tapping his phones, that's why I wrote, all right, cue the uh, I tap that memes. <laughs> Because you know, they I, I haven't really looked around for them, but they've got to be out there. There's no way they're not. Yet. How are they not? Trump has uh, said he's not going to the correspondence dinner, so as I was telling you before the show, it's going to be the best one ever.
4: It's going to be a Trump roast.
2: It's good. It is. It's literally. Yeah. It's going to. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's going to be the that's, roast of yeah. Donald Trump, except without him there. Right. That's they it. They really should bring in what's his name. The uh, the the, uh, the impersonator. No, the wrong. The roast. The guy who's always the roast master—I can't remember his name. He's hilarious.
4: Yeah, I know you're guy. talking about. I can't think of his name. Either.
2: Yeah, but they should bring him in to do it. That would—that would really. Let me tell you something. You know, the problem is you can't curse the way you do at the you know, at the roasts. Yeah, at all of these these roasts. But I'll tell you something. If you could. Oh yeah. Oh my God, that would be terrific. Um Yeah, I—I I literally I can't believe I wrote this down, but I, I said, is it possible that Trump's slick enough to know that if he sets the bar so ridiculously low? That when he feels the urge or rather the necessity to clear this bar, he has the ability to do so simply by following the script he's given by his handlers. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I wonder if he's that slick. No. Okay, great. Let's move on then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Let's get into some of the stuff that matters. Democrat senators, Heidkamp and Manchin to support Trump EPA pick. They're the only Democrats that said yes. Now, it's uh, Heidi Heidkamp from North Dakota. And, of course, uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Any any reason why you think they're... Uh, uh, coal. Coal and what? North Dakota fracking? Sure? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the only reason. And there was some interesting... Um, this is the quote from Camp uh, from North Dakota. It's unbelievable. Once Mr. Pruitt is confirmed to lead the EPA, I'll work to make sure EPA focuses on smart regulation, smart regulation, and works with states and local communities... To address issues like the unworkable Waters of the US rule, she calls it unworkable, Mm -hmm. and the punitive final Clean Power Plan rules. Okay, now these are two things that were put in place by the Obama administration basically to kind of hold, you know, these companies hold their feet to the fire when they fuck up. I mean, now we're already, you know, hmm. now once again, thank God America can be America again and we can dump coal sludge into our rivers and streams. I feel better. I do too.
4: I, You know, that, I'm telling you, that's a job creator. You know, can they dump the coal sludge into the aquifer where we got the killer algae? Can say one kill, you know, if it <laughs> Will the coal sludge kill the algae? Because you can't fuck that water up so, any force.
2: Yeah. So, right? so here you go. Those, those two senators sold their fucking souls. Sold mm-hmm. their souls. Sold their souls. Absolutely. Soul sellage. Soul sellage <laughs> right there. Uh, let me see. What's one? Uh, this one, I, I brought this up to you, and it's kind of freaking me out. Indiana, uh, this is from, what's the date on this? I had the date written down here somewhere, and now I've lost it. I don't know what the date is, which kind of pisses me off. But this is fairly recently. Indiana joins Idaho in claiming that DHS, Department of Homeland Security, tried to hack their election systems. Okay. Yeah, now, me. this was one of these things that didn't really – kind. it stood out to me, but I didn't see the connection and the importance until this. it was revealed that Pence, while governor of Indiana, was using his AOL account and that there were um, –
4: There were hacks of that. There were
2: hacks of that and – There was stuff in the – the the reason he's saying it's not the same thing is because there's no national security stuff in there. Right. Okay. Indiana is the newest state to accuse the Department of Homeland Security of trying to hack its state electoral system. The state IT team claims – claimed that the Department of Homeland Security's IP address repeatedly scanned Indiana's system. The attempted hacks occurred tens of thousands of times over a period of 46 days – beginning while Mike Pence was still the governor of Indiana. They said we were scanned about 14,800 scans, nearly 15,000 times. That is what DHS Indiana Secretary of State Connie Lawson told The Daily Caller. Um what, you know, what did they go for? Lawson said she always assumed it was because I was the incoming president of the National Association of Secretaries of State, and because we declined their assistance. Okay. Yeah. you got to wonder why they were declining Department of Homeland Security assistance. Probably to hide it's something, easy. at which point the DHS said, well, mm-hmm. you know what? If we need to secure our homeland, then we're going to need to find out what it is they're hiding and why they don't want us in there. So, you know, I thought that was uh, – Something we should be taking a look at. Let me see. What else do we have here? Oh, this one. This one's always a lot of fun. This piece of garbage. Um, conser- This is from February the 22nd. Conservative provocateur targets CNN with secret recordings. Yes. Conservative provocateur James O'Keefe is sending his sights mm-hmm. on CNN. Now, this is all, of course, a result of fake news. It's right. fake news. CNN, yeah. fake news. O'Keefe said in a telephone interview with CNN on Wednesday – that he has, quote, a few hundred hours of secretly recorded material from inside the network. Quote, we're calling it CNN leaks, he said. (laughs) Okay, drawing from the WikiLeaks thing. Um, He said that part one would be published on Thursday, which was the 24th, I believe. We still haven't heard shit about this, though, of course. So obviously he's got what? Nothing. There you go. Well, let's move on then. Pro-Trump town riled up after immigration officials arrest popular restaurant manager. This is from what you like that one? Did you catch that? So wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not the we want to get rid of him, but not the guy who delivers my fucking pizza, right? OK, yeah. you know,
4: get rid of everybody. He's, vetted. Chinese we vetted him. He's heavily vetted. There
2: it is from West Frankfort, Illinois, a southern Illinois community that solidly backed President Donald Trump has rallied behind a Mexican restaurant manager who doesn't have legal permission to live in the U.S. and has been detained by immigration officials. Letters of support for Juan Carlos Hernandez Pacheco. Yeah, I- I'm just saying that name. Yeah, that's got deport written all over just, it.
4: I'm telling you,
2: that, that name. The yeah. name should be deported. Right. For, you know, okay. Have pour, okay. So letters of support for Juan Carlos. I'm just going to call him Juan Carlos. For yeah, sure. that's what his friends call him. JC, yo, his name yeah, JC, bro. Right. Jesus Christ, there it is. Have poured in from West Frankfurt's mayor, police chief, high school athletic director, and the county prosecutor. They describe Hernandez as a role model. And praises robust civil involvement, including funding school scholarships, benefit dinners for families in need, and hosting a law enforcement appreciation event. (laughs) Can you believe? This is a guy, and they've got him locked up. They want to deport him. This is. Yeah. We're getting rid of some bad hombres. Careful what you wish for. Bad hombres.
4: Careful what you wish for.
2: Yeah. Next time, you know, literally, you want to keep deporting these guys, you're going to be left with Taco Bell and nothing else. Good Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. I kind of like Taco
4: I kind of like Taco Bell. Even know. though they put glass in their meat, that's okay.
2: I, that's okay with meat, too. You know, as long you as know, it I doesn't – because it tastes good. I, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you about it.
4: The intestinal bleeding, it's kind of like a uh, laxative. It is. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. smoothing
2: me out. This is why I don't think I'm going to have any problems with my prostate. It, it's scraping because, my inside. Yeah, too. because that keeps it, you know, clean as a whistle. Sure, sure. No colon cancer here. Well, that's the only thing. It's like I've been eating, I've been eating red brown meat my glass, entire yeah. life. It's like, you know, you know that's all going to build up. It's like, yeah, I certainly hope so. They were expensive steaks. They should stay in there for years. So that's some of the stuff that uh, kind of caught my eye. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much else. I mean, I'm not even the tap thing. The fact that, you know, I, I on the night that he gave his speech, I was telling you about this that I had written that I think that um, I wrote about his deflective narrative, and I wrote it before the speech. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking I'm pretty fucking smart now. I'm feeling really fucking full of myself at this moment in time because. The tap thing, sorry about that, the tap bam, really, okay, is exactly that. It's deflective. It is a deflective sure. narrative because Jeff Sessions is now going to have know, to deal with this as well. As I said, in the opening part if, right there, there, was, if there, I have no recollection you, you of any You understand this,
4: This that if there was a wiretap that was obtained legally through the, uh, the FISA, Yeah, right? through FISA. The, then, then, then it's a secret and he just out at a secret, he just revealed classified he, information. If it didn't happen, if there isn't then, a he tap, lying. then he's libel. Then no then he accused the previous president of a crime and that's libel. Liable. So actually one of the Is it libel or slander? Uh he wrote it. Yeah he wrote it. It's oh, written it's libel.
2: Written it's libel and then he said it. So he's guilty <laughs> of both? Yeah. Boom baby. Yeah. So that's some of the stuff. Now later on we're going to get into some of the Hardcore stuff, and I'll tell you, you know, during the uh, Academy Awards, uh, one of the interesting things that happened was um, they brought in like this tour group, okay, okay, that didn't know they were like just doing a tour, you know, one of these mm-hmm. Hollywood tour groups, and they literally brought them in live, and they, they these people didn't know it, and the one guy, there was one guy there who made the biggest splash of it all, okay, and this ties in, this ties in. To what I'm going to be talking about later, which is the rise in private prison stocks oh, yeah. since the election. Mm-hmm. And it's some of them are up 100% since November the 9th. But this ties into it later on. But I'll tell you what. We're going to keep the groove growing right now. I love this band. One of my favorite bunch of Jewish boys from Queens. It's the Vagrants doing respect on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> Obviously, every talking head in the world decided to show up uh, this week. They all want to talk about how bad the uh, the decision was to uphold uh, the Affordable Care Act. Though the, the stuff I love the most, though, was Rand Paul that very day. It came out, and basically, when when the Affordable Care Act was first uh, signed into uh, law. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had that great quote. You, you know, we're going to have to sign it, sign. You know, we're going to have to pass it so you guys can find out what's in it. Not a very good way to run a government, you know what I'm saying? But that's what she said. Okay. And now, of course, and she got criticized by every Republican guy out there. Of course, now what the Republicans are doing it's hypocrisy run amok because now what they're all saying is, well, you're going to have to elect me to find out what my alternative is. They're saying the exact same thing, and. You know, if you watch Fox, and I understand there's nausea associated with it, but if you do, they, they'll they always ask the question, well, what should be done? And then when the person they're asking it doesn't answer, they just move on. Nobody presses these people. I'm still waiting to hear a Republican candidate tell me, you know, you want to repeal and replace it? Fine. With what? I, that's what I want to know. I've been waiting around for that a long time.
6: Thank you.
3: premiums have increased sharply, and some insurers have dropped out. Although, that was partly thanks to Republicans gutting a program in the original bill that helped protect insurers from unexpected losses. And that has been something of a pattern here. Republicans have happily complained about the flaws in the law, taken no responsibility for fixing them, and in fact have often undermined the whole thing. But that time is now over. It is their turn to present a plan, and the clock is ticking. Insurance companies are deciding right now whether to even offer Obamacare plans next year. But before you panic, there are ads on TV right now suggesting that Republicans have been working on something pretty special.
7: Imagine a new path forward. Health insurance that provides more
6: choices and better care. At lower costs, House Republicans have a plan to
3: get there without disrupting existing coverage giving your family the healthcare it deserves. Well, that sounds nice, but it is a little worrying that that ad is literally encouraging you to imagine a better healthcare plan. Close your eyes, dream of a better way forward. Now open your eyes and tell us what you came up with because we've got fucking nothing. Every time you get near something resembling a Republican plan, it seems to just recede into the distance. In January, Trump said he was working on one and that it was very much formulated down to the final strokes. But watch what happened when Tom Price, his Secretary of Health and Human Services, was asked about it at his confirmation hearing. President Trump said he's working with
0: you on a replacement plan for the ACA, um, which is nearly finished and will be revealed after
8: your confirmation. Is that true? It's true that he said that. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the president lies to us all the time with no repercussions. That's that. I see what the joke we're laughing at is. Oh dear.
2: Deep Purple, you fool no one from Burn, one of my favorite deep purple albums before that. yeah, John Oliver from a show, uh, not the one from last night, but from a week ago, you know, talking about Obamacare and how uh, nobody wants to tell anybody about it. I'm thinking to myself, hey didn't I say that about a year and a half ago? Well, as apparently I did. You tell him exactly when he said I can, yeah, as a matter of fact, I can tell you exactly when I said that. you know let's just get one thing straight. What no politician, okay, has the yabos to say out there. Is that there are only two ways to have a healthcare system that works for the nation as a whole? It's either one where everybody pays, or Mm -hmm. one where nobody pays. You can't have a part of one and a part of the. You can't Mm -hmm. split them up. It's got to be one or the other. Either okay, except you know, if you don't do it like that, it won't work and. I said, John got one thing right. The GOP have gotten great at breaking or obstructing something. Infrastructure is a perfect example. And then campaigning on the fact that it can't get done as if their own obstruction wasn't at the root, wasn't the root cause of the very issue they hope will propel them to power. Mm -hmm. This is what they've perfected. They have perfected fucking things up and then telling you that they're fucked up and that if you reelect them, they'll straighten it out. As right. if you're as if you're not supposed to sure. realize that they were the ones that screwed it up in the first place. This is what they've gotten absolutely sensational
4: sure. at that. Right? Yeah. They're and, very good at it. Yeah. It's by so, design.
2: It is by it's totally by design. If we obstruct and obstruct and obstruct, people will think nothing's getting done. Then they'll elect us because they'll say, Oh well, maybe mm. those guys will get something done, not realizing right. that they were the ones obstructing before that. Michael Brecker, Night Jasmine, that's from Wide Angles in 2003. A couple of interesting people on that one. My friend Adam Rogers is the guitar player on that. John Patitucci is on bass. Album won uh, Best Large ja- Jazz Ensemble Album for 2004. That is the Grammy that Ron Sunshine should have won for... Uh, Bring it home for 2016. But you know, those things are rigged anyway. You know, they're all rigged, so who cares about that? Before that, yeah, the sample it came from, Melvin Bliss, Synthetic Substitution. That is literally one of the most sampled songs ever. The uh, drummer on that is a guy named Bernard Purdy, who's, uh, you know, one of the uh, great uh, drummers out there. If you go, there's a site called uh, Who Sampled, uh, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a thing called WhoSampledIt.com or something like that. Check out the list of samples. Um, from this song, Synthetic Substitution. It's been sampled by NWA, Public Enemy, Wu-Tang Clan, Ice-T, Cake, Mariah Carey, Moby, Hanson, Justin Bieber, and, of course, Kanye West. (laughs) Before that, yeah, from June 30th, 2015... My little thing on repeal mm-hmm. and replace. And this was right after – the reason I had brought it up then was this was right after the uh, Supreme Court had upheld the tax. Mm-hmm. The, the thing you either – you if you don't have health insurance, and you have to pay. Right. You have to pay a tax. And this is logic. okay? This is pure logic because all those people who say I shouldn't be forced to pay for it, you're right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be forced to pay for it. But if you cut your arm off in a chainsaw accident mm-hmm. – Okay, and have to go to the emergency room. The other arm you've got left yeah. should be carrying the arm you cut off and a big bag of money. Sure. Because right. if you don't, yeah. I'm paying for you. Sure. Exactly. That's you know, and all these all these conservatives out there, oh, mm. I don't want to pay for we're giving stuff away. You know who we're giving it away to? Okay. Mm. Alabama. We're giving it away to Mississippi. Right, right. We're giving it away to Louisiana. Your states. We're giving it away to yeah. We're giving it away to all of these deep red states. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because these people, you know, think that they have the the right to basically abuse our national health care system, our hospital system, and use the emergency room as their primary caregiver. Yep. That's what they're doing. They're using the emergency room as their primary caregiver and pointing off the cost on the rest of us taxpayers. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have to pay. Yeah. Don't I mean, isn't that the mantra? That's the mantra of these people. Mm-hmm. Kicking off the set the vagrants doing uh the Otis Redding tune, respects been done by everybody. That is actually from the Nuggets collection. Those guys, yeah, actually a bunch of nice Jewish boys from Forest Hills, Queens. It's the uh, Weinstein brothers, Leslie, uh, Leslie Weinstein on guitar and Larry Weinstein on bass. Of course, Leslie Weinstein later on changed his name to uh, Leslie West, okay. the guitar player from, you know, went on to form Mountain. So uh, that, that actually happened because uh, the guy who was doing Blind Faith, I think, at the time. The producer actually heard it and brought them in, so Leslie West... You know, I guess Leslie Weinstein didn't sound as good from a rock and roll point of view. I don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking. So I was talking earlier about the Academy Awards and this guy that came in, Gary from Chicago, goes from prison to live at the Oscars. Okay. This guy, what they they brought these people in, um, on this tour group and live on the Oscars, brought him in, and the first guy who was in line, it was a husband and wife from Chicago, and this guy Gary. OK, his name is Gary Coe, 59 years old and was imprisoned for 20 years under California's three strikes law, which carried a mandatory 25 to year, 25 years to life sentence upon an offender's third conviction. According to court records, he was given the sentence, the toughest in the country at the time, after being convicted of petty theft in 1997. Coe was accused of stealing three perfume sets valued at two hundred and seventy nine dollars from a department store on New Year's Eve of 1996. It was considered a felony under California law because he had two previous grand theft and two prior shoplifting convictions. Court records show. His criminal record in Illinois, this one kind of also includes a conviction for attempted rape in 1978. Yeah. So a robbery in 1982 and a burglary in 1991, which meant that he met the standards under the three strikes law. So the guy just did 20 years. Wow. Okay. Now, okay, all the things in there... I'm okay with, except the attempted rape thing. That one kind of makes me go, "All right, maybe he did need you know substantial time behind bars." But when it was discovered that he had he literally been out of prison like a week Mm -hmm. when he's in now, and now he's literally in front of a billion people on (laughs) TV. They didn't know. There's no way for them to know. This is absolutely perfect. This is perfect because when they found out, obviously he became a you know. A megastar. When I say in a minute, Mm -hmm. I mean he went from being the man on the yard trying Mm. to make sure he didn't get butt-fucked by the Aryan Brotherhood. Uh Next day, one of the most known people on the planet. On the planet. Wow. Okay, because a billion people watch this Mm -hmm. shit live. And then, of course, all the media people – Finding, you know, they all start clicking away because now you can look up anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's discovered that this guy had been out of prison for like less than a week. Okay. Less than a week. Now, he said in an interview, he said, you know, this is really a sign that people can change their lives. Okay. Prison is, by definition, meant not to be punitive, but to be corrective. That's the original design. Okay, that's how come when somebody says, I'm not going to give up my source and they're held in contempt. They can't be held there forever because the contempt charge is meant to to uh, get them to talk, say what they Mm want to say. It can't be used as a punitive measure. Right. That by law, which is why you can't keep, you know, some some reporter in jail for not giving up his sources forever and ever and ever. Eventually, the judge is like, look, he's not going to give it up. We're going to let him loose. That's it. That's why, you know, they win. Mm-hmm. Because it's not meant to be punitive. Well, one of the things that this got me to thinking about was prison stocks. Yeah. Market watch. Private prison stocks <laughs> jump after Trump officials say Fed will continue using facilities. President Donald Trump's attorney general Thursday, which was February the 23rd, rescinded or the Thursday was, I don't know, it back in, you know, around February the 23rd, rescinded a memorandum. That would have ended the federal government's use of private prisons and stocks in companies that provided those services jumped. Core Civic Incorporated, formerly Corrections Corporation of America. You know why they had to change their name? Take a guess.
4: I don't know. I don't know. Corruption? Oh, cor- oh, ding, 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 ding. New- you know, I mean, that one's, I can't believe you didn't. Okay. No, totally correct. Okay. They
2: they were up 3.7% just on the day. The GEO group gave 1.5% in immediate trading after the move was announced. Both stocks suffered greatly in the wake of the Justice Department's announcement in August that it would phase out private prisons. Now, however, okay, the since Trump was inaugurated on November the 8th, the mm-hmm. GEO Group has gained ninety eight point two percent. Core Civic, formerly Prison Corporations of America, is up. You ready for this one? I'm ready. One hundred thirty six point eight percent since November eighth, two thousand sixteen. So it's basically up. It's double, more than doubled in value in a little over two months. My question is this. Mm-hmm. Okay, my question is this: When I want to know who, who were uh, who, which hedge funds? And which individuals were long on prison stocks November the first before he got elected. I wanna know who went yeah. long mm-hmm. and I also want to know who went long literally November the 9th. Who right. who all of a sudden put a position on their portfolio that was long prison stocks, that was long oil companies. Okay? I'm gonna yeah. be talking about this later, why the market's gonna crash in this fall. I've Mark it in your notebooks so you can go back. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Mark, I'm going to be doing. I need an archivist for my show. I really need an archivist. I should call my mom. She's there. You go. My mom is literally an archivist. That's what she does. She's a theater archivist. You know, archivists make it last longer. That's (laughs) that's the cute (laughs) little thing my mom has. You know, in front of one of her bookshelves, archivists make it last longer. Yes, mother, they do. So, I was taking a look at these private prison stocks and why they were going up and stuff. And it's quite obvious that law and order is good mm. for prison stocks. This is why every candidate is a law and order candidate and also has a very large portion of their portfolio in prison stocks, in arms manufacturers that that specifically um, do a lot of manufacturing for the kind of stuff that is given to law enforcement as opposed to the military. Okay? Okay. Um, one of the things that I took a look at, and this feeds into the other headline that caught my eye, which was Spicer. Okay. We love him. He's spicy. Yeah. Okay. Feds could step up enforcement against marijuana use in states. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said Thursday – a lot of shit happened on Thursday, I guess mm. – that he expects states to – to. Su- to be subject to, quote, greater enforcement, unquote, of federal laws against marijuana use, a move that could undercut the growing number of jurisdictions moving to legalize the drug for recreational purposes. He said that President Trump sees a big difference between use of marijuana for medical purposes and for recreational purposes. Well, I do as well. I'm just not sure, you know, the president understands the pain and suffering that many people go through who are facing uh, who are facing especially terminal diseases and that and the comfort that some of these drugs, including medical marijuana, can bring to them, Spicer told reporters, okay Spicer said that states allowing marijuana for medical purpose or for recreational purposes, excuse me, quote is something the Department of Justice, I think, will be further looking into. Now, we hear a lot of talk, and I talked about this earlier, okay, and I'm going to be talking about it again. as a matter of fact, you know what? This is it. Let's play those two clips. The first of these clips is from me from June the 23rd of 2015. The second one is from Bill Maher from February the 12th, 2016. Let's see who got this one right. Go ahead. It's been fun watching these politicians contort themselves verbally because, you know, and the new catchphrase, as I said earlier, I, I wrote this a couple of years ago, the new catchphrase for any politician who is asked a question where they know What they believe. But the right answer is something else. It's a state's rights issue. Yes. State's rights issue. That's the new buzzword. That is the new mantra for every politician who's too much of a pussy. Okay. To actually say what they mean. They can't tell the truth now because we live in a media society. We live in an information society. Everybody now hears everything you say. It's all out there. You can't hide anymore. And you see these politicians twisting themselves up, running away from the microphone. That's it. Sorry, I don't want to answer that question. You you get to that one question. What do you think about that? That's a state's rights issue. Yeah, I understand that that's who's going to make the final determination. I understand that, you know, but how do you you uh, feel about it? You know, is that that your true feeling that it's a state's rights issue? You don't you don't. If it comes up in your state, what would you do? That's the question. Nobody's seen. it. Well, if it was in your. Well, it's not. And, you know, I'll deal with that when it happens. Okay. well you know what, we'd like to know what you think so that we can know whether or not to, let you, to keep electing you because we think it's going to happen. Now, how about you just tell us the truth?
8: None of you. No. Really. No. Right. It's a staunch no. But this is what happens when pot is legal in some states, sort of legal in others, and completely illegal in places like Kansas where, frankly, they could use some. <laughs> we can't leave this up to the states because states' rights is always code for taking away rights. And since liberals have never accepted states' rights as an excuse to deny black people education or voting or outlaw gay marriage or abortion, why do they accept it with this? When only some people have it and some don't, that's not equality. that's Wi-Fi. <laughs> I can't think of another example of a drug that's legal in one state, but not in another. It's not a tenable situation, because when I leave Colorado, Oregon, Washington or Alaska, my back pain doesn't go away.
2: (laughs) You like that one? Now, here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting here. Bill Maher and President Trump are both against states' rights on the same issue but for very, 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 very different reasons. Bill Maher thinks pot should be legalized nationally, period. Mm. I disagree with that. Trump believes that it should be basically illegal nationally, nationally. period. And I disagree with that too. Sure. This isn't this is the one area where states rights should apply. Okay. But okay. it's used all the time as this catchphrase, as this this way of getting out of shit. And I thought it was interesting when they were talking about um, transgender people and, mm. you know, how, uh, you know, the bathroom stuff. There were a couple of interesting quotes from uh, from Spicer. I, I think that local communities and states should make the decision. And I feel very strongly about about that. The federal government should not be involved. Okay? That was one of the things he said. What was the other one? I had another one here. Let me see. I think that all you have to do is look at what the president's view has been for a long time. That this is not something the federal government should be involved in. This is a state's rights issue. Now, that was for transgender. So he's for state's rights when it comes to transgender issues, but he's against state's rights when it comes to pot issues. Aren't both of those issues of freedom? In the end, at the end of the day, they want some freedom, but only when it's narratively convenient. They don't really care about states' rights. They don't care about federal rights. They care about them when it's fucking convenient. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I don't, I am blown away
4: by how easily people are duped. By his grab, well, they're they're not duped because they agree. They agree with that hypocrisy. They agree with that double standard. Yeah, they, well, that's yeah. states' it's rights all good what, as long as it, as out long, for as me long as it allows me to own another person, but not what not right. if you not if you want to to no no not if you want to exercise a freedom no 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 that no
2: right that's exactly I, states' rights
4: because I'm a repressive bigot.
2: Yes, states' rights have now become ideologically based. Mm, yeah. And made narratively convenient, depending on who is arguing for or against them. OK, stop yep. it already. We already have states rights where they should be. And if the federal government is in a position to override that, then whatever. OK, but don't start claiming now that you're for one and against it the other way. It's bullshit. The interesting thing about this is both Bill Maher and Trump. Yeah. are arguing for the same thing, and they're both wrong for completely different reasons. So fuck you both. All right. There you go. Fuck you both. Gotcha. No one said
4: the man's not fair.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. So Trump gave a uh, speech at uh, Newport News, Virginia, in front of the Navy. He did a Navy thing. Okay? And this is about, they were, they're like about to launch the uh, the Gerald R. Ford aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, wow, this is really big. It's, it's like a whole big thing. He's like, yeah. Well. You finally figured that part out. And, Honestly, this is just fucking low hanging fruit.
4: Oh, I know. Okay, I, making
2: yeah. okay. He, it's literally the perfect audience for the president to get on his soapbox, and ma- soapbox, and make a pitch. Okay, about adding more stuff to the military. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's just talking about preaching to the choir. And this is, you know, serious, I wrote. I asked myself seriously: Is America really going to be safer or more powerful if we spend an additional fifty four billion dollars? Might I add, fifty four billion? We don't have. Yeah. on top of his 600 billion already slated to be spent on the military. By the way, 600 billion we still really don't yeah, have. Right. That's no. just okay. This is the exact same shell game okay that uh Republicans you know have been playing for years and Trump's trying to play now. Okay? They've been pulling this on the working class for years and years and years. And because the thing is is that we don't, you know, there, I can't tell you how many times we have built shit. Shit has passed and been signed off on, okay, to build that the military says they don't need.
3: Right. You, I no, remember no, no. you making an interesting
2: – you said something very interesting. so a long time ago. You said, you know, once you got nuclear weapons, isn't the rest of it kind of superfluous? Sure. Yeah. I remember you saying that yeah. on the show. Okay. you. What's important to understand here is that military construction is not about – Making this country safer mm-hmm. and making no, right, us
4: no. tougher in the world. It's a jobs bill. Sure. It's a jobs bill. Absolutely. That's all it is. And, and the, you know, they, they very smartly put their factories in every state, the military industrial complex, so that Absolutely. there's a vested interest for every politician in every state to keep feeding that monster. Well, I, I wrote down, I said, I am still mystified
2: as to how the average American can't get their minds around manufacturing output increasing. Over the last seven years, manufacturing output has increased steadily, incredibly, in this country. What we produce in our manufacturing sector has gone steadily up and and continues to. But at the same time, employment in the manufacturing sector has decreased. Why? Progress. Once again, I am neither a liberal nor a conservative. I am a progressive. I seek progress to progress and you see these interviews with the people in the states that we thought were solidly democratic Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana uh, Michigan Wisconsin, Ohio to a certain degree okay mm-hmm. where manufacturing jobs have gone the way of the dinosaur and what what you hear in all of these interviews with these people who had voted for Obama in 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 uh, 08 and 12 and then voted for Trump in 16 mm-hmm. you know NAFTA, NAFTA killed our jobs. NAFTA killed our jobs, took our jobs away. No, it didn't. First things first, nobody takes your jobs away. You let them go. If we wanted those jobs to still be here, we could have them here. The problem, of course, from the people who own the means of production is that they would then have to pay their employees Mm -hmm. more, which which would do one of two things. It would either increase the cost of the goods or decrease the corporate profits. Which of those two things has a more likely chance of happening? Right. Yeah. It's increasing the cost of the goods. Now, any economist is going to tell you the same freaking thing. If you do it that way, it's good for the economy because you have more people making more money, paying more for goods and services, but they have the money to afford them now. So we uh, that's how you rise, okay, manufacturing output in a nation. But the jobs that these people are screaming for, we don't want them back. We don't want these jobs. These are the jobs of yesterday. We figured out a way to do this shit without people. And there is a very interesting quote. It reminded me of what uh, Buckminster Fuller once said. He goes, we must do away with the absolutely specious notion that everybody has to earn a living. It is a fact today that one in 10,000 of us can make a technological breakthrough capable of supporting all the rest. The youth of today are absolutely right in recognizing this nonsense of earning a living. We keep inventing jobs because of this false idea that everybody has to be employed at the same kind of drudgery because according to Malthusian Darwinian theory, I've spoken about Malthus before, Mm -hmm. okay, I like that, he must justify his right to exist. So we have inspectors of inspectors and people making instruments for inspectors to inspect inspectors. The true business of people should be to go back to school and think about whatever it is they were thinking about before somebody came along and told them they had to earn a living.
4: Amen. Buckminster Fuller, we love him. Yes, we do. Love
2: Buckminster Fuller. And this is one of those things. Every time I hear and every time I hear about um, tax reform, we need to lower the taxes so that corporations can reinvest. Okay. Historically yeah. speaking, corporations do not reinvest. No. They, they keep take their it profits. They up, as up as their right. dividends yeah. to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what they do. If we wanted to really bolster our manufacturing, okay, mm-hmm. take the $54 billion we were going to give to the military mm-hmm. and not give it to them. <gasps> okay. That's first. And here's what we do. Mm-hmm. You, you know, Trump got only one part. There's one thing he said that I've been talking about for ages. For the infrastructure, it's a public-private partnership, public-private partnership. Why? Because the benefits of infrastructure are good for both private and public use. They benefit every aspect of our nation. Mm -hmm. Infrastructure is good for everybody, everybody. The government, Joe Blow, the corporation Joe Blow works for, the guy who owns the corporation Joe Blow works for. All right. Okay? It is good for everybody. Why not if why not take the 54 billion and start a public private partnership that is solely and entirely based on figuring out a way to build tons and tons and tons of solar panels so we can get 70, we got 75,000 people digging know. coal just you scrap s- their job and sound like make them hit, all build solar panels.
4: communist to me.
2: Okay. How about a public private partnership? I spoke about this on the last show and mm-hmm. show before with the sole purpose of developing a battery that powers a motorized vehicle. As far as an internal combustion engine does on a full tank of gas and can be refueled in the same amount of time as it takes Mm -hmm. to refill your car with gas. Why aren't we doing that? Why isn't that where we're focused? And I'll tell you something. That is how we bolster our manufacturing index. Okay, And that is how we wind up with a nation where people can say, I don't need to actually work at producing something. I'm going to work at something that makes people smile. I'm going to work at something that makes our country more beautiful. I'm going to work at something that saves our natural resources. All of these people who want to, you know, are concerned about the debt, they're the exact same people who don't give a shit about the environment. And I am mystified by this because the same claim comes through time and time and time and time again. Oh, we're handing down a crushing national debt to our children and grandchildren. Yeah, but the debt that you speak of was collateralized by our natural resources, which you now seek to plunder.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Why don't we want to hand down some natural resources?
2: Yeah, why don't we hand yeah. down, you know, water and air that our grandchildren can drink and breathe? Why aren't we doing that? Well, because there's no immediate profit structure based on that. That is long term stuff. Right. That is the kind of stuff that's going to only reap benefits after we're all long gone. The thing is is that if we don't do it after we're all long gone, it's not going to be that far down the road when everybody's long gone because the planet will be uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. I saw this thing. I I didn't even write it down, but I just saw it about how the Antarctica Mm -hmm. is like they experienced a temperature that has never been seen there in history before. And they show these two penguins standing on like this little ice flow that used to be in the middle of like a massive Mm
7: -hmm.
2: nationwide – Nation-sized plot of ice. Mm -hmm. Not so much anymore. They're like floating away on their little, their little ice boards. These little penguins. They were so cute, and they're gonna die. This is what we're doing, but you know, we need to build a wall. Right. We need a a wall. A billion, you know, a trillion dollars in infrastructure. I think that's a good idea. Now the question is, how you gonna fucking do it? Who the fuck's gonna pay for it? Well, they want to take money out of every single – all these little agencies. And just to be clear, the amount of money they're saving by gutting the EPA, by gutting home, um, housing and urban development, the, the amount of money is literally a fraction I, right. of a fraction. Sure. It's the sub-fraction. Okay? There's a there's trillion dollars versus what they're saving. I love it when Trump's like, you know, I'm saving $400 million on the F-35 jet project. Okay? Do you want to know what that is? In That's like less than one – that's less than one-tenth of one percent. Of a trillion. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Please, I beg of you. Unbelievable. How is it possible that we can, you know, and they love it. They love to fool America. I watch all these things where they interview these guys who had jobs in manufacturing in Ohio and Indiana and Wisconsin and Illinois and Pennsylvania. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, Trump gave this long, long speech and he's like, you know, we're going to build the pipelines. And it's going to be built with nothing but American steel. Eh, not so much anymore. Yeah, you terrible. already you already backed out of that one, right? And- okay, and here's and the the thing that I that that cracks me up the most is all the
4: Trump supporters
2: are literally going to have to spend every waking hour of their day figuring out ways to defend
4: the indefensible. Their lies. I was listening to the clip that the, from one of the rallies. Oh, we have to come out in defense of him because of their saying so many lies, so many lies, so. Everything that they're hearing that's negative it's a lie. Well, this is the thing now, the
2: the the defense of this one I heard is, "Oh, that's because the obamization of the steel of the steel yep. industry has made it yes. impossible for us to manufacture." Mm. Bull shit. Mm. That's, right. that's, that's, that's a all. lie. That right. is a lie. Okay? It's not he didn't misspeak. No, that's a lie. He lied to you. And here's the thing. If Trump's so good at business, how come he didn't know that ahead of time?
4: Yeah, so good at deals, making deals. Yeah, but yeah.
2: you were talking about what a great businessman he is. Please. He tells you that he's going to do something which makes everybody sound great. And then mm-hmm. he says, oh, I can't do that. How come he didn't know that ahead of time before he had fucking said it? He's a liar. Why? He's, he's a, a liar. liar. He's a liar. And I I said it last week. And I'm saying it again. I'm not going to stand for the hypocrisy. My friend, you know, I'm doing everything I can not to lambaste my friends online. I, I went after one guy and he got very upset and because he didn't have the intellectual capacity to understand what I was saying and just got upset at the fact that I used him as a whipping boy and mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have done that because I knew he wouldn't be able to defend himself because he didn't have the know you know. On the other hand, the guy that I bitch slapped, he knows how to change the oil in his car and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I'm right. not kidding around, man. You know, these people that I choose to say, you know, to to try and act all superior with, these are people who know how to fix shit. I don't know how to fix jack squat. I have to call them when I need shit fixed. So I need to step back. That's one of those things. I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. before you go, smack somebody around. Remember the fact, remember all the shit they know that you're clueless about. All right? What, I got to fix my toilet? I literally had to use... Like duct tape to fix a thing in my toilet, as opposed to going to fucking Home Depot and right. getting the the three dollars worth. I use three dollars worth of duct tape as opposed to three dollars worth of actual, you know, stuff Hawk. that yeah, that's supposed <laughs> to
4: fix the little ball. their are videos the, 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 on the, YouTube. The, everything, everything. I know you don't have to know anything anymore. That's I know, and
2: amazing. and I need to do that, but yeah, but that's the point. You know, I need to step back from that, and I really wish that it was possible to sit down and go. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. Show me how to change the oil in my car, and I'm going to show you why. Okay, why we we need to stop kowtowing to the oil industry. I'm going to make a valid point to you,
4: just I w- so that I you can... get an electric car so bad. I saw a Tesla the other day. Just it's it's worth it. Just so I that I can call Tesla
2: be... and see if just, they'll sponsor the
4: show. Just for the righteous indignation. Think? Yeah, but just just to have the light. It's not the license to drive. It's the license to have be be righteously indignant when you own a Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> but beyond
2: <laughs> that, it's also it's also the right. To not have to depend on siphoning shit from the country. Think about this: once That's we build, once you build a car, okay, that can run an electric motor. Here's the key: we have solar panels that can create the electricity for free. So it's all mm-hmm. it's all initial capital investment, okay, and then yeah. and then really basic upkeep. We don't have to keep investing more and more and more in stuff that we use up because no we get the energy from the sun. That energy is then converted into into fuel for your car it's free
8: it's free
2: okay it's free i did unbelievable so i would like to sit down with somebody and go i'll tell you what show me how an internal combustion engine works so i'm not the fool i've basically Mm. still am and i will explain to you why we need to stop investing in oil and start investing in electric shit and you know cuz we can do it the technology's yeah. there it's there we just already know do how it. Just- we just don't have the collective will and yet here's donald trump saying we need a private public partnership for infrastructure hey guess what that infrastructure and it's important to understand something there's a difference between the energy market and the fuel market okay just to be clear here Okay. Anytime you hear somebody go, you know, uh, the oil industry, uh, petroleum industry, we're here making America, more, our, our energy future more secure. Bullshit. Because America right now, 100%, it's important, I, mm-hmm. I want to make sure every, 100% of our electricity is generated by stuff we produce in America. We do not import one penny's worth of stuff that is used to create electricity in this country. Nothing. Nothing. Not one bit. So whenever you hear that, you know they're lying. Okay, you need to understand that they're lying. Oil does not make electricity. We now create—I think it's like 0.3 percent of the electricity in this country is created by oil. And you know where it is? Ironically enough, mostly in Alaska and then in Hawaii. Why? Because that's where coal doesn't get to. Okay. And Hawaii's going, getting less and less and less because they're using more and more uh, geothermal Mm -hmm. and uh, wind. And sun, because on the particular on the Big Island, man, they got that in spades. It's sure. the largest geothermal. It's the most continuously active volcano in the world. Yes, some geothermal activity going on there, pal. Plus plenty of sun and mucho mucho wind too. So they went down when I was there. It was point five. It's now down to point three. So we're heading the right direction. Yet we keep coming up against what moneyed interests. Moneyed interest in the fuel industry, moneyed interest in petrochemical industry. These moneyed interests are stifling our country. Somehow they're running the fucking government.
4: They bought. They bought it.
2: They bought. They right, it. They, they bought and paid for. All right. Well, I'll tell you something. All right. I got that out of the way. I feel better now. Please don't be fooled by the man behind the curtain, or in this case, the man behind the presidential podium. Do not be fooled by the man behind the presidential podium. Pay no attention, because he's just going to lie to you we're going to keep the groove going here yeah Elvis Costello this year's girl on the groovethon on Soflowradio.com.
1: hear me out a second just give me a chance to talk okay what do you want to talk about something near and dear to my heart money money money's good yeah money makes the world go round. let me ask you something those shoes what are those Italian yeah they're actually Italian running shoes (laughs) actually kind of working well for me this evening yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, and your dad's what he's a a stockbroker something like that see but I'm a self-made guy I'm a self-starter just like you. Yeah, that's funny. These guys are always saying that to me. They, that's why we hang with them, self-made you know? men. You're pretty good. What, what's your name? Ray. 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 Yeah. You're a good negotiator. Cause you didn't even lowball me. I'm gonna come in here and lowball you? Forget about that. Well, you know, cause the thing is, I gotta trust you. There's the payment of the money, and then then there's your friends keeping their mouths shut. You know. No, hold on. We're businessmen, both of us. We have an understanding. Oh. Let me tell you something, uh, Ray. You don't understand shit, okay? Nothing. Guys like you gotta keep checking your pants to see if you got a dick. I got one. You and your friends are the kind of spoon-fed fucking fruit bait that I fucking hate. I don't think he understood me. Shut the fuck up. You speak when fucking spoken to, okay? This is not fucking high school, motherfucker. I'll eat your fucking friends for fucking lunch. You know who we are? No, you have no fucking idea, do you? No. Chicks like you, you just sail through life reading about people like me in the newspaper. Hey! You're in a different place now, motherfucker. Yeah, $100,000 I buy you out of the North Shore down here, pussy. That means shit. This is my fucking world. $200,000. All right. Jeez. We got a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you schooled me. You picked my heart off the ground and <laughs> it's surgically implanted it. Just a little bit and my pulse will be Pray. back to normal. <laughs> God right
7: it yeah. my ears, It's
1: beautiful. <laughs> I'm getting off this roof in one piece. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
9: Drink down. I'm coming on home, I'm coming on home, I've been for crawling, baby, now I'm coming on home, I got Bobby Clivenstein to see me make it on in. Bobby, go ahead baby, help me baby, yeah,
7: Oh yeah, man.
9: We've been pop crawling. Pop crawling. Hi fellas. Watch it, man. Let me get my keys. Us, man, they don't dig my jazz. And the mistress is asleep, so you gotta take it down, man.
2: Yeah, there you go, Ram Just Jam Holder, Pop Crawling Blues. That is uh, from his uh, first album. Uh, it's called Black London Blues. Every song on it is like something blues. The entire album came out in '69. He was uh, actually an actor. Uh, John Holder, Ram Jam Holder, Ram John Holder. He uh, he was uh, based in London. He did a lot of stuff on uh, a lot of TV shows and shit, and English TV shows. That one actually, though, that is because uh, in between uh, this show and the next show, St. Patrick's Day is going to be happening. And uh, big shout out to the Upper West Side Group. We used to have something called the Pub Crawl, the St. Patrick's Day Pub Crawl. And we would all get in a bus. Mm like you know like a yellow school bus and we get a guy in there playing guitar doing Irish songs and we put a keg in the bus and we yeah. go from bar to bar to bar to bar to bar and then we you know we we'd all go to the bar we'd all drink for like you know a half hour or whatever then we get back on the bus drink while we we're on the bus on the way to the next bar and there's a point where we go to the Abbey pub which is on 105th just west of Broadway we pull up there everybody goes into the Abbey then the next bar we have to go to is literally across the street you can see it Okay, It'd be, it would take less time to walk there than it does to get onto the bus. But that doesn't stop us from getting onto the bus, right? having a beer on the bus, making letting the bus go to Broadway, make the left turn, go half a block, and then we all pile off the bus and get into Tapik again. So, and I saw some stuff. that the, 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 the Upper West Side pub crawl was when all the people who were normally fairly reserved... Okay? And and I'm just... I'm I'm going to break his anonymity because this one's kind of out there. This guy, Paul Holland, he owns the Abbey Pub now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Paul was pretty reserved. You didn't really see Paul get wasted too often. He was behind the bar. He was pretty reserved. You know, when it came down, he wasn't one of the... He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a drunken drug addict like the rest of us. Not on this night. No, sir. He made up for it. I actually saw him projectile vomit across the bar once. So... The Upper West Side pub call, and its I don't know if they, they do it anymore. I have a feeling they don't because half the people that were involved in it are now dead. Um, but maybe they've got a whole new crop of people doing it, so more power to them. Before that, the Ohio Players Pain from the album pain that was their second album, came out in 72. For that, yeah, I did a uh, double shot of Dennis uh, Dennis Leary. So this was from Judgment Night, where he's like, you know, you're, you're the kind of fucking spoon-fed country club people I hate. I just love the fact that guy's like, so I'm going to get off the roof in one piece. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then he just literally pushes him off the roof, (laughs) which I thought was perfect. And kicking it off, uh, one of the greats, Elvis Costello, this year's girl from this year's model. I always always wrote down that Elvis Costello's this year's model is always in fashion. All right. There you go. So I was... uh, I hadn't really planned on doing this, but I'm going to do it now anyway because I think I can get away with it. My prediction is this. What we're watching right now, you know, there's a lot of talk, and and Trump's really, and all of his supporters, hey, look at the stock market. It's over 21,000. Look at the stock market. Look at how Mm -hmm. how way up it is. All you people that think this is a good thing, okay, try and figure out how it's good for you. When you realize Mm -hmm. that it's not, you'll have a different opinion on it. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. All of the reasons that. The, the, the market the sectors that are that are primarily up you've got the prison sector I spoke about mm-hmm. that you've got petroleum because he's put basically the petroleum council in charge of right his, the energy okay yeah. and um bank stocks mm-hmm. Wall Street stocks are way up. You know here was something I, I was curious about. Why I've been seeing a lot of these ads on T V uh for um FPL Yeah FPL my question is why do they need to advertise? I, I know. There's no we there is no competition. Oh, I know why because they need us to feel better about them because they're such assholes. Yeah. Same with the Petroleum Institute. Okay? This is an Exxon advertising. It's the Petroleum Institute. I'm an energy voter. You're an energy voter? No you're not because if you're voting for petroleum, that doesn't create energy. Right. You're not an you're not an energy voter. You're a moron. Okay, is what you fucking yeah. are? why do these why why does Lockheed Martin advertise there's not I mean, there's literally no product they manufacture that an individual can advertise sure. can can purchase i'm not buying an f35 pal okay, okay, not that i can afford to buy one not that not that we as a nation can afford to buy one right. let alone me tony the individual okay i'd have to get a pilot's license and go through all that stuff you know like officer and a gentleman sure way. yeah that, well, i I've never, see you in that suit why, you got it every time you see those advertising when you see a company like that advertising or a sector like that advertising ask yourself why well it's a pr job they're not advertising for for a product for you to buy they're advertising because they want you to vote a certain way that's going to profit them right. not you it doesn't profit you Mm-mm. no 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 no, no. But they've got you kind of, you know, feel good about it. They want to give you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. FPL. We create a lot of energy, but the most important energy comes from one particular place. Our people. Yeah. It's our people. At FPL. Yeah. These are the same people that wanted to tax us if we wanted solar power. Scumbag. Mm-hmm. Scumbag. Yes, they are. Well, it's time for me. Well, since they're not taking care of me, I think this is a good time for me to take care of the people who do take care of me. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yes, baby. Indeed. That's right. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Dave, the entire ASE certified crew, these guys get it done right. You can, the, bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. If you've got an internal combustion engine, first things first, you're about to be outdated. But if you do have one, this is the place to take it to. And he was in there now. You know, he does motorcycles, too. He's okay. got a, he, he got, I, I was in there. This is um, a couple of weeks ago, and he had, I like, call a Triumph. Okay. bought like this old Triumph and it, you know, it was kind of, he was trying to put it back. he got a couple of things for mm-hmm. it. And he said to me, he goes, you know, 20 years ago, this would be a piece of junk. And now it's a collector's item. He's like, you know, he's nice. like, that's how he's like, I, I managed to get it. He's like, I'm just going to put it together and ride it myself. He's like, it's just cool. He's like, I can do it, you know, fairly inexpensively. So he is the man. He is the tool and die man. I love that. That's the, that's the thing. When, whenever you find something like that and it's hard to find parts, not, not for Dave, he'll just make one. Great. To exacting specifications. If it's off by an angstrom unit, it's not getting put in your machine. It's either right or it's not. There is no there's no gray area there. It's either perfect or it sucks. Okay. Okay, that's that's what I love about him. Nine five four two four seven nine three six two. You can go to the sofloradio.com website, click on the box that says Tony C's SoFlo Groovathon. On that page, you're going to see every single show I've ever done. All of them available to be listened to or downloaded for free. Of course. Because you can't put a price on Groove yet. And above the link for each and every show, you will see a list of every song played on that show. So you'll see every single song I've ever played from all 62 shows. Yeah, 62 shows. Wow. I know. Every once in a while, I take a look at the numbers and I'm like, Hmm. oh, my God, I can't believe I've actually done this and I'm still doing it. Okay. There you go. There is a link at the very top. There's a description of the show, and you will see a link for Precision Auto Works. It'll take you right to their site. Very easy to get to if you're down here in South Florida. Right off of 95 in Atlantic. Takes you 60 seconds. You take Atlantic to Andrews. Make the left on Andrews, the right on to third. Go up two blocks, and he's right there. Plenty of parking. He is the man. 954 247 9362. Precision Auto Works in Papano Beach, Florida. It is absolutely the place where people who love their cars Take their cars 100% Groovathon approved. Yeah, I put together a pretty good drive groove today. Some interesting stuff in here, but I wanted to kick it off with some more Irish stuff because, you know, St. Patrick's coming up. So I've got a little Gary Moore done in here. It's the drive groove with Coliseum 2 on the Groovathon on (laughs) SoFlowRadio.com. That, baby. that is Larry Coriel and Stanley Clark live doing uh, Stanley Clark's song school days that was from uh, 1992 in Seville Spain Larry Coriel, uh just passed away recently he is kind of known as the uh, you know the grandfather of fusion um, passed away natural causes in his hotel room he uh, he kind of you know checked out of the scene I actually saw both of those guys individually um, I saw Larry Coriel. Uh, at the Palladium in New York, opening uh, in a show. It was him, then Jan Hammer, then Al Meola, And I actually saw Stanley Clark on his School Days tour, the album School Days, which was his first solo album. That was the song School Days. I saw him opening for, you're going to love this one. I saw him open for Bob Marley on his School Days tour at uh, at Madison Square Garden. And um, that was an intense, yeah, that yeah, that's one of those shows, like, you know. I tell people about this. They're like, get out of here! No, really, I. Yep, yeah, I was there. I actually saw that show, and I was there. The that sh- the the uh, Stanley Clark, uh, Bob Marley show. I was. I went with my friend Duncan Wheeler, who had been visiting me. He had. Uh, I had become friends with him when I was living in Dublin. I moved back to New York, and he came over to visit, and we went to that show. So I don't know where Duncan is these days. I have a feeling he is no longer on this mortal coil. He had a. Uh, He had an affinity for heroin, and that was during the AIDS epidemic, and I'm pretty sure he died of AIDS somewhere in Spain, which is where this show was from. Before that, yeah, double shot of Santana from Santana 3. Came out in 71. Batuca followed up by No One to Depend on. So, yeah, I love that. And kicking off the set, Coliseum 2 Fighting Talk from War Dance came out in 77 with Gary Moore, a nice Irish guitar player, one of the greats out there. Also played with Din Lizzy. Had a chance to see him on a number of occasions. So that came out in '77. It's got Don Airy, um, who went on to be the keyboard player for uh, Deep Purple. Um, played with them for a while. Uh, John Heisman is the drummer on that. It's really his kind of baby there, that thing. So I had said that uh, the market's going to crash. Here we go. You ready? Ready. Okay. The market's gonna crash in my opinion. I think it is going to crash in October of this year. It's two thousand seventeen. Seventeen there's the number right. at the end of it. Okay. One of the reasons I think it's gonna crash in October and one of the reasons that markets you know, all these big crashes happen in October is because elections are in November. So they crash right before the election all a right. lot of the time. Now every crash in the market has followed a period of rampant fraud. Remember, I, I sent you that movie, mm-hmm. um, uh, The Big Short, and that was one yes. of the things that uh, Do- right. Dr. Burris was saying. He goes, you know, there's there's a rise in fraud, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things he spotted in 2005. Well, every crash has been followed by rampant fraud perpetrated by the moneyed interests. Okay, the bourgeoisie, in this case, Wall Street and K Street. Okay, and they have perpetrated a, fa- a fraud upon the proletariat the working class we what we do here is we build up authentic value okay mm-hmm. in products and in companies okay and then as that value increases genuine value okay real value okay the people who are the primary investors okay tend to get rich and then when that value reaches an accurate level a level at which okay this is what it's really worth and these people have made all their money then what happens is the people that made got rich off it they just can't Help themselves. So they figure out ways to add artificial value to the market. Okay. Okay. So there's intrinsic value and then there's this extra value that has nothing behind it until, you know, and they keep getting richer and keep getting richer until boom, baby. Okay. The equity market has been rising. Okay. The stock market has been rising based on what Trump is proposing, what he's saying. And sometime around Memorial Day, of this year. He is going to uh, basically have to enter, I wrote down, the seventh circle of hell known as congressional legislation. Okay? <laughs> okay? Then what happens is Congress is going to, this is why it always happens in the same pattern. Congress is going to go on its summer break. It's summer break, uh-huh. which is like, what, six weeks, eight weeks? They get like this huge summer vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay? And uh, during which those members of Congress who still have the balls to have town halls, mm-hmm. okay, are going to get bit slapped at them. They're going to get just like they just did, except this is going to be eight weeks of them getting smacked around. Then Congress is going to come back to work, and it, and everything is going to hit the wall of reality. That's what's going to happen because all the stuff that Trump is proposing, like I said, Lindsey Graham said, if mm-hmm. you're just going to shove it down our throats, then it's, then it's dead on arrival. Right. You know, we need, you know, unlike the original health care, we do want to see what's in it before we, we vote on it, if that's okay with you. Because no we've kind of been down that road before millions of times. Right? If you take a look in our nation's history, it, here's the other thing. And this one has no bearing on factual analysis. It's just a numbers thing. If you take a look since uh, since the nation, since our republic was formed, the crashes that have taken place in uh, you know, on Wall Street mm-hmm. in the financial markets – um, there's a there are many many of them, but 1797, then there's uh, 1814 I believe. But then you've got 1837, 1857, then you have uh, 1873, 1884, then 1907. By the way, the 1907 crash, in case anybody's interested, that's the first crash that ever took place as a result of derivatives. Except they weren't called derivatives; they were called bucket rooms. Oh. And yes. What and and the average, well, invest- that sounds even more enticing. Yeah, there were buckets that used to be passed around on strings, oh, and you would bet on the market going up or down. Oh. You were literally betting on the market, you were betting on the number right. itself, the original derivatives, and people were just getting housed. And this is when back in 1907, and between you know, leading up to 1929, what you had was people investing um, on margins, they they didn't they only needed 10% of the value of the stock, mm. okay. To make an investment. So if this, so if it goes bad on them, then they're done. They're hosed. Literally, people lost everything. So you got 1907, then 1929, then the one I was telling you about that I thought was interesting, 1937. I thought it was interesting that we had a market crash during the, in the middle of the Great Depression. How did the market rise up and yet have no actual positive effect on the nation as a whole? Hey, take note of that because that's what's happening now. As I just said before, stock prices are going up. How's that affect you? Didn't seem to affect people back, you know, right. when the Dust Bowl, when we were getting rid of all I, of our topsoil I don't, in the I don't 1930s have a 401k anymore, so. Yeah, we paid a price for for not paying attention. Yeah, there you go. If you'd like to know why we need to pay more attention to the environment, take a look at the 30s when we basically when when the fact that we had ravaged our topsoil le- you know led to the Dust Bowl. Okay, so you got 1937. Then you have the largest break that I could find. The next crash was 74. Then 1987. Then you had 97, Mm -hmm. and you also had the 2008 crash, which was really 2007, which is when the derivatives markets, they started paying attention to that. So we're in 2017. So I'm just throwing that one out there as a possible thing. So there you go. I think that we are in for a bust sometime this fall. I think that we're going to be building it up, and it's all going to sound great, and it's going to be a lot of this stuff, and the Republicans are going to go at it, and a lot of this stuff is going to pass – pretty easily through the House of Representatives, okay? Then it's going to reach the Senate where it will get quagmired in, you know, and justifiably gated. so because we can't afford the shit. Mm-hmm. We can't afford it. And all these Republicans who are fiscal hawks, you know, right. you've got two choices. You either basically throw away the yoke of having mm-hmm. to give a shit about our, our $20 trillion and growing national debt, or you have to say no. We can't do this because we're already in debt. There's the only two. There's no in between. You can't still claim to be a fiscal hawk and say, yeah, I need this. Where we and then where they want to get the money from? Really, they, they don't want to touch um, entitlements. And right. just to be clear on this too, you know, I love it when people call name things like food stamps. They they include that in entitlements. Mm-hmm. No, entitlements are what we're entitled to. We're entitled yeah, right. to Social Security. We're That's entitled right. to Medicare. Those two things we have paid in. Okay, so anytime you want to use those as an example of why we're in debt, you're just a liar because mm-hmm. they're paid for. We pay for them. Right. Okay? The reason it's gonna go insolvent is because we have more and more people paying into it, you know. I won't even get started on that, but okay, so they're not he's not gonna to touch any of that. He's already said I won't touch it. Well, that's what money is. You can't have it both ways, pal. And as a result of that, just like it has Time and 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 time again in the past, we're due to get our ass kicked. And here's what you need to keep an eye out for, okay? Because it's always the guys on Wall Street to know it's going to happen before we do. They always do, okay? They always manage to somehow figure out a way to get out of it, okay, before it actually happens, okay? Start taking a look. There is – I think it's either Goldman Sachs or JP Morgan. They have an index number. And what that index number does is it basically tracks the 20 or 30 largest hedge funds by total equity value Mm -hmm. as to whether or not their – what their position is as a whole, whether they are long or short, whether they are betting things will go up or go down. And they have an index, okay, with 100 – with like the number 100 as – The center number. So if the number's at 104, that means they're going long. If the number's at 96, it means they're going short. They track this index. Take a look at this index sometime around – sometime after July 4th. Okay. Starting July 4th and then in August. Start to take a look at the index and see which of the hedge funds are now shorting their position. Okay? Okay. In expectation of what they know the rest of the country is going to be left holding the bag for. Yep. All right. So I'm saying it. All right. I'm Mark saying it down. It. And, you know, I don't. How, do I know my shit? You know, we'll see. I probably know my shit a little bit better than anybody listening to the show, but not really that. You know, I'm not. I do as much as I can. I was taking a look at production levels. Here was one that cra- cracked me up. I haven't figured this one out yet. According to the Federal Reserve of St. Louis, I know this is totally geeky, but I can't help myself. This All is right. just so. Okay. They, they do a thing that tracks um, sector output efficiency. And they have um, in October, October of 2016, the mining sector was up 4.1%. But the um, uh, energy sector, the uh, you know, our, our um, companies that make mm-hmm. electricity, that sector was down 2.7%. So we were mining for shit we really didn't need because the energy sector is starting to lose money because we're figuring out ways of providing electricity in this country cheaper. Right. Yet good. we continue to mind shit. Why? Yeah. Because yeah. we owe them something. Yeah. We, I don't know. Well, I guess we do. Hey, guess what, baby? What? There you go. We're done. Another show right in the books. I love it. Um, I'm going to come back in two weeks, try and do the exact same thing again, just a little bit better. I'm going to finish off the show. Yeah. A little bit more of the uh, get my uh, St. Patrick's Day swirl on sea a song called Barley and Grape Rag. It's done by Rory Gallagher and the Dubliners. So I like I like it when I can dig up stuff from my uh, my time in Ireland. I really like that. Good, you know, it always pleases me. Hey, man, thanks a lot. All right, Let's as always, for myself and the man Los Judges over there, my on-air appellate, my on-air appellate division, the on-air is to my appellate division, the chairman, okay, of my Ways and Means Committee, as it were. As for both of us, as always, it is Aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
6: Interested, because I'm coming into town just the same. I've been so alone, I've been feeling blue. I think I need a little beer or two. Be my friend, tell me where that place is. Where the whiskey flows and the dice is rolled along.
10: What do you think? My baby's done me wrong, you must have guessed it. My heart's so low, I think it must be cold. And I don't want to know where east or west is, but pretty soon I won't feel the cold. When well, I'm walking down Main Street feeling no pain, I lock up the copy to take my name and explain to me what a federal case is. I'm mixing the barley with the grape Yeah, you're the rest (laughs) Bright city lights Make you feel all right I'm right or wrong And tomorrow never comes I don't care if I get investigated And the city fathers, they all black my name I'm pretty sure you can smell the traces for tomorrow morning, I will take all the blame. I've been feeling bad, I've been feeling blue. Think I need a little whiskey or two. Good God, brother, you look like you could do with a two. Oh, that's true, clue, Tonight, I'm gonna sleep on a fucking cane. So when alone I've been feeling blue Think I need a little drink or two Be my friend, tell me where that place is Where the whiskey flows and the dice is (laughs) rolled Here you go, Maestro. Thank Nothing. You always go with those places. <laughs> <laughs> Top 1926 Hollywood Boulevard. You're listening to SoFloRadio.com.